What happens when a Catholic deacon matches wits with a Catholic radio show host? You get a marriage made in heaven. They may not always agree, but they're always faithful. It's the Akins with their view from the pew on Modern Day Radio. And welcome to this episode of View from the Pew. I am your host, Brenda Aiken, and joining me today is the man up until recently has never lived in a house more than four years, the good deacon Scott Aiken. Yeah, I think that's some, something that I always just took as norm, but when I met you, you were in the house that you were born in, and the house is still there, right? Well, almost born in. I think my mom and dad purchased that house when I was maybe one or two years old. I don't remember the house before that, but my mom and dad still live in that house. It's been over 50 years and they are perfectly happy. We have lived in our house for 15 years now, and that's the longest you have ever lived in a home, the same home. Sometimes I get driven nuts by that thought because I have so many desires of a a yard, bigger yard or whatever. But then I realized, gosh, what a blessing this is to have a home that we know and that the kids know. And I, having not ever had that experience, now my kids are experiencing having a home that they're attached to. I never was attached to a home. A home was a home. Well, I think women tend to put a lot of memories inside the walls of a home that has a lot of meaning for me, especially when you look at our house. So being that you lived in so many houses growing up. I would imagine you attended a lot of different schools. We did. Yeah. And it was that it's just an experience that I had had to grow into. And every time we move, we'd look for new schools and new people and new, new parishes to take part in. But we never lived in a place that had a Catholic school. In all those moves, we were never near a Catholic school because it was predominantly on the in the southeast or the east Opposite that, because my parents were settled in an area in Southern California, they lived in the same house, I did have an opportunity to go to Catholic school, as did my both of my older brothers. We all went to St. Mary's Catholic School in Escondido. And that is going to be the theme of our show this week, is our wonderful Catholic schools, because Scott, beginning on Sunday, it's Catholic Schools Week. And we have been fortunate, all four of our children, went to St. Joseph's Catholic School in Vancouver. And I think when you add up the number of years from when our oldest daughter started in kindergarten to when our youngest, our son, graduated from the eighth grade, I think we have accumulated somewhere around 18 or 19 consecutive years that we had kids there at school. And to even amplify that more, I thought of the uh, the reality that if we just, if you took all those four kids and put them in as just one kid, we had a total of 39 years of schooling. Yes. When you at, stack those kids on terms of, you know, so yeah, we were committed and we still are committed because we've had some great fruits from that. And that's what we want to share with you in our second part of our show tonight is those fruits that we've seen as great blessings to our family and to the communities in which our kids are growing into. So as we begin Catholic Schools Week, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about our experience, about what we have loved about that experience. For Catholic Schools Week, there's a patroness of Catholic schools, and that's St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. That's the same title as the Catholic High School in Vancouver. She is our first American-born saint as well. And it's just great when you look into her, her life as to why the why of creating Catholic schools generated from a deep desire to serve 
the vulnerable and disadvantaged. And that's what we'll be able to share some more about with you. Well, here's a little bit of information about Catholic schools. The U.S. graduation rate of kids attending Catholic schools, 99.1%. So we know the great advantage that our Catholic schools have. And in fact, if you go to our webpage at materdayradio.com, over the coming week on the Morning Blend, we're going to be talking to different members of our local community about Catholic schools and some of the great ways that Archdiocese provides for our Catholic schools. You know, the thought is for both the Archdiocese of Seattle and in the Archdiocese of Portland across the country, anyone who wants a Catholic school education for their children should be entitled to one. And that our Catholic schools, our churches, and our Archdiocese all there to support parents because tuition can be expensive. Right, right. And I think that gives a... a, um a sense that it's more of a prep school. Uh, Although it is a prep school, it has a fundamental root and responsibility to the poor and the disadvantaged in our communities. And so people who feel that they can't attend oftentimes don't ask. Mm -hmm. But we need to evangelize them into our Catholic school systems because that is our strength. Our strength is not in the money we have. It's in our commitment to teach the faith. We are going to be celebrating our Catholic schools this week on View from the Pew. I have a great interview coming up with one of our Catholic school principals. And in fact, she was the vice principal during the time that our children were at St. Joseph. She is now the principal. And I have an interview coming up with Kathy Lundy. And we're going to talk about what it's like to be the first year principal amid a pandemic. And then our View from the Pew for this week will share how we as Catholics lift one another up through our experience in our Catholic education. we got a great show ahead for you, so stay with us on this week's View from the Pew. I went paddleboarding with my family recently. It took forever to get there. The AC stopped working my van. I couldn't find parking. The paddleboard pump broke. By the time we were ready to have family fun, I was ready to explode on everyone. I was miserable. Now, if I may examine my conscience on radio with you, everything I just complain about is the problem of a blessed person. I have a car, paddleboards, kids, and I'm at a safe state park in the story. I was frustrated because I was trying to manage my blessings. So often, that's exactly what frustrates us. We gotta get the kids to school, make their lunches, run off to work. Stop, think, thank. You have kids, food, and a job, all blessings. But if you don't get intentional about counting them as blessings, you'll end up miserable and cranky. We need to stop and pause and take stock of what's actually going on and give thanks often. Then we can have perspective and joy even in the midst of the chaos. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com.
It's Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken with their View from the Pew on Mater Day Radio. One week of the year, special light is shown on our Catholic schools. This year, Catholic School Week begins on January 31st. We are fortunate here in the area to have such top-notch Catholic elementary, middle, and high schools that help our students reach their academic goals while deepening their Catholic faith. With me today is the principal of one of those schools, St. Joseph Catholic School in Vancouver. And Kathy Lending is with me because she's got her work cut out for her. She took over as the first year at the helm of the school and stepped into it right in the middle of a pandemic. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. Kathy, we know for all our schools, it's been one like no other. How was it for you taking on the job as a principal and forging a way through COVID protocols? Well, it was nothing like I ever imagined, that's for sure. The beauty is that I had spent many, many years here at St. Joseph before this particular year coming in as a principal, so none of the newness of a school setting was there for me. It was like coming back home. But what was new was all the new regulations, all the constant changing of things over the summer. Are we doing it this way, that way? Can we go in? Can we not go in? And those things were the items that were just a big puzzle for us. So we worked on that puzzle. We we had our plans for entering, for not entering. And that's what the summer was all about, trying to just be prepared. Kathy, we get to talk about Catholic Schools Week. One week a year especially, we just really shine that light because we have so many wonderful things to celebrate. I know for myself, as being a Catholic school parent, I love so many things. For you, Kathy, both as a parent whose own children went through Catholic schools and now as a principal, share with me some of those things that are just standout things about Catholic schools. Catholic schools they're just a dream for me. My whole entire career has been centered around Catholic schools. What we do here is we create children of God. And The only place you can do that in a school setting all day long is in a Catholic school, because in the public schools you cannot uh, say prayer at any moment, uh, at any turn, just pause and give thanks. And so that is the beauty of our Catholic school system, is that uh, we are building beautiful children of God who grow to serve and love their neighbor. That's that's our goal. And in in doing all of this, we, we do it with high standards. Mm. Our expectations really are high, but we also are there in a loving and nurturing environment. But uh, as, as you know, I do have two children who have graduated through Catholic school system, and they become wonderful adults. And the beauty in my position here is I see our graduates return to St. Joseph and probably to all the other Catholic schools in the areas, and they come thanking us for the gifts that we've given them, for, for being true citizens of our, of our communities. And they just grow up to be really good people because what we try to do is instill in them um, the gift of giving, the gift of kindness, the gift of service, and the gift of God all day long in there every day here. Kathy Lendy is the principal of St. Joseph Catholic Schools. She's joining me today as we celebrate Catholic Schools Week. Kathy, this year's theme of Catholic Schools Week is Faith, Excellence, Service. There at St. Joseph, I remember a poem on the wall somewhere that said something like, Christ is the ever-present teacher in the halls there. How is faith interwoven throughout the days of children as they attend their classes? Well, the first and foremost, we begin our day with prayer. 
we say prayer before lunch, and we exit all together at our dismissal line in prayer before students go home. So prayer is just part of our entire day, but that's just one aspect. We deal with um, issues during the day, let's say playground issues, discipline issues, with Christ as the center of the reason for all of our conversations. We have religion class, of course, and that's an academic um, course during the day, but that bleeds into every other course that we offer here. We teach all of our subjects with the lens of how we look at the world in the Catholic setting. So faith throughout our day is is just prevalent. We have uh, our prayer corners in every room of our school. We have uh, images throughout the hallway. We, as you said, we have statements of who we are all around the building. And, but the most important thing for me this year is we chose a theme, and that theme is prayer moves mountains. And so with this theme, we incorporate that into all aspects of trouble or, or trials and tribulations or even joy. And so we turn to prayer um, at any moment that we need to during the school day. It's really a beautiful thing. Oh, absolutely. And what a wonderful grounding theme that is. From this part, everything else will grow and how much our Catholic faith is a part of that. Kathy, I think you would agree with me. I believe that parishes that have schools attached to them have a unique opportunity to interact in really wonderful ways. Well, when we're not restricted by COVID, how is that realized there at St. Joe's? Oh, absolutely. This year, obviously, is very different. But in a year when we don't have to be distant and, and not touch anything and wear our masks and whatnot, in a normal year, we try very hard to blend in with our, um, our own parish. We are the parish school. In a weekend such as this at Catholic Schools Week, we would have had our children be buddy ushers. We would link the children with um, adults in the community. In the past, we have had a program called our WISE program where we've had uh, seniors in our parish come into our building and and interact with the children, and, and that relationship has been incredibly wonderful to see. Then the children see those people in the grocery store and, and, and call them their own grandmother in the, in the classroom itself. But we do service around the, the site as well. We serve wherever possible uh, to help our parish not only in, in cleaning up the grounds, but in uh, serving on the Homeless Connect opportunity that we did, that we've been doing this week. We have service projects constantly. We write cards to those in our own community who may be homebound. And we just really try very hard to enlighten our faith in our day and show that to the people around us. And you're right that Parishes with a school just have a different feeling to them because the kids are present and ever-present all day. Ask any pastor who is a, the pastor of a parish with a school. In the summertime, things are just not the same because mm. the kids aren't there. And it just adds life and, and joy to, to our existence here at St. Joseph. It's a beautiful thing. Catholic School Week is celebrated beginning on January 31st. It's a wonderful week to shed light on the great qualities of all of our Catholic schools. Kathy Lundy with me from St. Joseph's Catholic School in Vancouver. After bringing my own children through the Catholic school system, one of the biggest crosses to bear in giving that education to your kids 
is the cost of tuition. And for some, they, they think, well, it all sounds well and good, but reality is I can't afford it. What kind of programs of financial assistance are available for families? We have many. And we, the beauty behind all of this is our fabulous donors. The donors who give to Catholic school education um, have a special place in my heart because they know that this is a value system that is instilling wonderful values in the future of our society. And so this doesn't happen without our donors. We have private and anonymous donors that give of money. And what uh, family simply has to do is ask. And each year at this time, right about now, we are going through our enrollment process and we have a big pot of money to give to those who are in need. And we really, really try and encourage all of our families to tell us their story. And we are here to help them. Catholic education is here for everyone. It is not for the wealthy. It is for everyone. And we have people of all 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 backgrounds here in our school. We give because we have the ability to give. And again, thanking our donors is the biggest way we can we can spread the joy because they are the true people who support us. We do have fundraisers throughout the year. We have an auction. We have an appeal. We have Give More 24. We have all those different things that are fabulous in raising the money for tuition assistance. Uh, but there are those private donors that whenever we need a little bit of extra money, we can just walk over to them share a story, and they are there, right? They're opening their checkbooks for us. So it is beautiful, the gift giving that we have in our community, but the beauty is really that every single person out there should feel that they can walk into our doors and and ask for a little bit of help if they need it because we have it to give. It's so wonderful, and I know for myself, at one point we had four children, at St. Joseph's Catholic School. And there was a point where we said that we've hit our limit. We can't do this. And and we were getting ready to pull our kids out. And the principal there said, absolutely not. We're going to work this out. And so they did. And it's wonderful to be able to continue to give back to wonderful school programs. Kathy, before we go, give can you let our listeners know how they can find out more information about St. Joe's, maybe setting up a time if they can to come and see your programs? Absolutely. We have a great website. If you go to www.stjoevan and the word school.org, that's stjoevanschool.org, we have so much information on there to share about ourselves. Our teachers have even made individual videos about themselves, and I would, share, I would love to share that with everyone. The other place you can, you can get a hold of us is simply by calling at 360-696-2586, and we will be here to give you a personal tour. We are doing, we're calling it the talk and walks because we can't sit down in closed in quarters for any of these that we used to do in the past, but we will take you around our building and share any information we have with you. Our open house is actually this Sunday from 10 to 1.30, and we're welcoming people to come sign up for spots for that as well. And we would love to just share our story with you. Oh, Kathy, thank you so much. And I will just let our listeners in on my own story. Kathy, you were our wonderful vice principal when my kids were going through school. It is wonderful to have you back. And just so our listeners also know, on your signature in your email, it says prayerfully serving. And that says it all. Kathy, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. God bless everyone. 
And again, that is Kathy Lundy, principal at St. Joseph's Catholic School. I will be sure to add information where you can get to St. Joseph's, find out all of their information. You're going to find a link to that on the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk and lose, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are going to be friends. She is amazing and is a friend of ours, for sure. But she also represents what every Catholic school principal is out there. She is dedicated to her ministry. And the connection that we have with this particular Catholic school, and we're so excited to share with you all, is it not only is on the family level that we've interacted with them, it's on the sacramental level. Because, as you recall, when Kathy Lundy was a vice principal there, her son was my first baptism that I ever did as a deacon. Oh. And so that connection, and that was now 13 years ago, is tremendous. And it just gives a sense of God's fulfillment that we couldn't have seen or anticipated. I'm just excited to hear her talk and see her enthusiasm and know that she's there to uplift the community of Vancouver and St. Joseph. And that is going to lead us into this week's View from the Pew, because Scott, many years ago, our daughter, our third daughter, she got very sick. And it started off as serious enough. It was an appendix. But what made it worse is that it burst and it created an infection in her that really required some serious medical intervention. On the occasion that it happened as she was going through that process, she had an appointment with the doctors because they were preparing to take out what was remaining of an appendix. They wanted to make sure that she was all better. And what happened, Scott, is her appointment happened to be during the school day. And we had to make some special arrangements to make sure that the other ones who were still in school were picked up properly. So I pulled her out of school and I went down into the cafeteria to let the older daughter know because she was at her lunch, that the pickup arrangement was going to be different. You know, there's no school buses that are picking right. up Catholic right. school kids from I school. I am the school bus, I think. <laughs> Here's what is amazing, was that when I went down into the cafeteria and approached our oldest daughter, she was sitting next to one of her friends, and I said, this is what's happening. We're going to a doctor's appointment. You're going to be picked up by this person. And Alyssa's friend who was sitting right next to her looked at me and Ashlyn and she said to Ashlyn, you don't need to worry about a thing. We all prayed for you today. And it made our our little daughter who was so afraid because she knew that she was going to go through something else because she had gone through some of that already, just smiled. And that is the part of Catholic schools that is just heads above its counterparts is because kids are praying for each other and they learn the value of prayer. Right. Right. And I think what we saw is that it was carried ultimately into the realm of the public schools of which most of our community work Mm -hmm. with public schools. I was, I'm a public school uh, outcome and uh, I turned out okay. okay. (laughs) You're just (laughs) fine. But here we raised our kids Um, to ultimately take that example of praying for somebody in need, of letting someone know that we're thinking of you and caring for your well-being to public schools. When they went into high school, they were there. They are there still, but um, our oldest was there, and she went through school and made some great friendships and did some great 
building of the community. That's what God wants of us and our children, to be the light in communities. And boy, our kids came home and told us some stories of what's going on at high schools, and it, it makes any parent shudder. Right. It did make me question whether or not we had made the right decision by going to public schools and looking through all of it. Yes, they they were good kids and they handled it in stride. You know what comes to mind is the coming down off the off of Mount Tabor back into the valley. We have to let our kids, as much as we have to remind ourselves, we need to be in the fray. Mm-hmm. We can't be on the outside in, in a bubble. Not to say that that was what we were afraid of, but we wanted to give the option and hear our kids respond, and and they did. So we're we're grateful for all of our school experience, but that foundational component was the Catholic school system. And I think that's what Elizabeth Ann Seton really represents to our, our nation. Our nation has a tremendous bright spot in its development over the 200 plus years in our Catholic presence for schools. With that decision that we made to send our kids to public schools, it also it gave a responsibility to us because we definitely had to be those parents that were consistently talking to our student. We were those parents that did in, sh- in fact show up to all of the parent nights that our high school offered. And you know, we had to make sure that we were talking with them about our Catholic values versus what they were learning in that public school because Again, some of what they were learning was not what we agreed upon, but they are living in the world and they needed to have an answer to those things that they were presented. Do you remember the first time the kids were picked up by the school bus? Yeah, I do. We were like in shock that they act, this actually works. Now I grew up riding the school bus, but I got so used to having to be the school bus that when, when they were picked up by the school bus and we were so excited, like this is such a, a benefit, such a grace. But then they came home and told us, who's on the school bus, what's going on in the school bus, and and they were able to go through all of the struggles of a high school student that has to contend with so many competing interests and so many competing challenges. And they came out, thanks be to God, and, and the last two are coming out, thanks be to God, well-formed and intact. Yeah, we all have still struggles. Nobody is going to be perfect. But we feel like, my gosh, our kids are great examples of Mm -hmm. followers of Christ. I can't ask for more than that. They were also very good followers of parents' rules when we told them they have to sit in the front rows of that school bus when they got in there because (laughs) that was also the requirement. And that wonderful Catholic education continues because now we also have the pleasure of knowing that our daughter, who is a senior in high school, well, she's going to Catholic University, St. Martin's University in Lacey, and we could not be more excited So that is going to wrap it up for us today. Please tune in next week as we share with you more stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. God bless and have a great week. You've been listening to View from the Pew, a weekly look at faith and family life from a Catholic perspective with Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken. For more information on the Aikens and to listen to an archive of their previous shows, visit them online at moderndayradio.com slash pew. View from the Pew is produced at the studios of Monterey Radio in Portland, Oregon.